Welcome to episode number 15 of Sports Talk Buffalo. In this episode, I'm going to break down the Buffalo Bills draft, give them my opinion on the grade that I think they should get for their draft, and also in segment number two, I'll go over some of the undrafted free agents that the Bills have signed, one of which has actually a really cool story that you're not going to want to miss, so stick around. This episode is for sure going to be fun. Before we get rocking and rolling with this episode, I just want to say, first and foremost, thank you to everybody who has listened to me for these first 15 episodes. And secondly, let's grow this thing. Let's make this a bigger podcast every single week. Tell your friends and tell your family that they can hear me on Sports Talk Buffalo at any of the major podcasting websites, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, Anchor. You can also follow me on Twitter at SportstalkBuffalo716 on Twitter as I try to keep up and keep everyone informed with the latest in sports, especially around the Buffalo sports scene. Again, thank you for listening. Now let's get on with the rest of the episode. All right, we're going to start off this episode as we always do with some top stories from around sports. As you know, this past weekend was the NFL draft. NFL officials have said that the draft had had drawn record crowds over the three-day event with nearly uh, with over 600,000 people attending. And it has also been one of the most successful uh, TV-rated drafts in recent history. Also in the NFL, a judge presiding over the Robert Kraft investigation and allegations has suppressed the videotape in the alleged incident. Robert Kraft is scheduled to appear in court on May 21st. Also in the NFL, running back Jamal Charles signs a one-day contract with the Kansas City Chiefs as he will now retire a Kansas City Chief. One of the big stories in the draft was that after the Arizona Cardinals selected Kyler Murray number one overall, they send Josh Rosen to the Miami Dolphins for a second round pick and a 2025th round pick. In my opinion, this is the steal of the draft as the Dolphins get potentially their franchise quarterback. In other news in the NHL, the Boston Bruins and and Columbus Blue Jackets are tied at two games apiece in their series, and also the Avalanche and Sharks are also tied at two games apiece. The Carolina Hurricanes move to the Eastern Conference Final after sweeping the Islanders. The Islanders become just the ninth team in NHL history to get swept after sweeping a team in the previous round. That's going to do it for top stories in this episode. Stick around as I'm going to break down the Buffalo Bills draft, give them my grade on their drafting, and also talk to you a little bit about the free agents, the undrafted free agent signings from the Bills after the draft. Stick around. You're not going to want to miss this one. All right, everybody. Welcome to segment one of Sports Talk Buffalo. Let's start breaking down the Buffalo Bills and their draft. In my opinion, I gave the Bills a B plus to an A minus in their draft this year. 
solely because I feel like there is some things that the Bills needed to address that I don't feel like they addressed very well. One of the things that I think that the Bills needed to address was their what appears to be lack of bona fide number one receiver talent on the team. Who knows, maybe we have that uh, with the free agent signing of Duke Williams from the CFL. And maybe we have that in some of the guys that we already have on the roster. In my opinion, I just don't think that they did enough in this draft to necessarily bolster their wide receiving core. One of the things that they, I think they also needed was a, a solid tight end, a, 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 an athletic tight end, a guy that's going to be able to be a nightmare matchup. And though they did select two tight ends in this draft, I, I'm not the biggest fan of either one of the guys they picked. A lot of potential, not a lot of production out of either one of them. But again, I gave them an A minus because I think that they did a, a B plus to an A minus because I think that they did a very solid job in this draft. We're going to start out with pick uh, number one, round one, pick uh, the ninth pick of the draft. Ed Oliver, the defensive tackle, dropped all the way down to the Bills at number nine. Many teams didn't believe that he would last outside of the top five. So the I feel like the Buffalo Bills got an absolute steal being able to draft Ed Oliver where they did. Now, in college, they said that he had a little bit of trouble getting to the quarterback, but that is because they said he was completely misused at the college level, lining right up as the nose tackle uh, on the center, and that kind of hindered. Uh, him being able to get to the quarterback. Some of the accolades for Ed Oliver, he was a first-team All-American in 2016, 17, and 18. He was an AAC Defensive Player of the Year in 2017 and AAC Freshman of the Year in 2016. He also had 54 tackles, 14.5 tackles for loss, and three sacks in his last year in college. Again, an unbelievable pick, a fantastic pick. I I don't think I could be happier with the pick that the Bills got in the first round of the draft, picking at Oliver. Round two, pick number 38, the Bills pick another guy who's probably going to jump right in and start in Cody Ford, the right tackle. Cody Ford is a six foot four. 329 pound at 329 pounds he was a third team all-american he is a big strong guy who did not start out as a tackle but after listening to his offensive line coach from college said that he actually did make a fairly seamless move from guard to right tackle now there's going to be some things that he's probably going to have to clean up his footwork and such and they say that uh, you know he's going to need to work on getting to the second level a little bit more but I I believe that he's going to be a day one starter for the Buffalo Bills on that right uh, on that tackle side the right tackle and Deion Dawkins is going to be the left tackle for the Bills. Uh, Cody Ford was also projected to be a first round pick and for the Bills to be able to snag him in the second round great value at that pick. Here's the only one of the reasons why I didn't give the Buffalo Bills a, a higher grade here is because I wasn't the biggest fan of this pick. 
the more I look into it and research it a little bit, the you know, I, I'm coming around a little bit on this pick in Devin Singletary. He was picked in the third round, pick number 74. He's a running back, five foot seven and 200 pounds. And the reason why I, I wasn't overly excited about him simply is because he's not overly athletic. If you, I feel like if you're going to be a guy that is smaller in stature, that you're going to have to make up for it in some other part of your game. And normally, a smaller guy is going to be that more athletic guy, a guy who's going to, you know, possibly do a very good forty time or shuttle time or anything like that at the at the combine. He didn't really do any of those things. He doesn't really have breakaway speed. He ran just a four six six forty yard dash. But he, give him some, what everyone is saying is give him some time and he will be able to develop into that every down back and a starter in the NFL. So I'm I'm starting to come around on him. He has high end production in college. Uh, he was given a lot of, uh, a lot of carries in college. So, I mean, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. As you know, running backs normally the more carries they get, the faster they start to decline because they take, a, you know, that takes a lot of toll on a running back's body. Um, so again, I guess we'll just have to kind of see how how that one plays out. So I'm kind of lukewarm on the on the Devin Singletary pick uh, at pick number seventy four. Now the Bills traded both of their fourth round picks to jump up to the third round. They traded. Uh, let me. I have it here right here. Uh, they traded picks number 112 and 131 to jump up to pick number 96 in the draft. And the Bills draft tight end Dawson Knox, six foot four, 257 pounds. He was projected as a second round pick in this draft. So again, very good value. The Bills uh, seemingly are getting guys who have fallen through the cracks maybe a little bit in the draft. So I, I like the value of this pick. But again, um, this kid had zero touchdown catches in college. Uh, he did run a <clears throat> a decent 40 time, a 4.59 40 time uh, for such a big guy. That's uh, fairly decent. He's not going to blow you away. He's not overly athletic. And his NFL comparison is Kyle Rudolph. So again, like I said, I wanted a guy who was going to be a, a electric um tight end, somebody who's going to be a matchup nightmare, and Kyle Rudolph doesn't necessarily scream out to me, uh, matchup nightmare, he screams out, you know, solid, solid tight end. <clears throat> round five, as they, as I'd stated, they traded both of their fourth round picks, round five, pick number 147, they snagged Voshan Joseph, linebacker, uh, six foot one, two hundred and thirty pounds. He was projected somewhere between the third and fourth round. So as the theme keeps going, the reason why the Bills get a higher grade in this draft is because of the value of the picks that they're grabbing. Uh, he was, like I said, he was projected to be a third or fourth round pick. Um, and I think the reason why he slipped a little bit is he has a lot of bad tape. Voshan Joseph has a lot of bad tape. He misses a lot of tackles, and he lacks consistency. Um, when he's good, he's really good. He's unbelievable. But when he's bad, he's really bad. Um, some of the positives on him, he's got a very good motor. He's a very athletic kid. And, you know, he's 
given some time and some coaching, I think that he can actually be a very solid linebacker in the NFL. So uh, a very good pick for the Bills in the fifth round. Round six, pick number 181. They draft, I believe, is safety Jaquan Johnson, a five foot ten, 191 pounds, projected in the fifth round. Again, uh, Bills get good value on their pick, and it is said that he he's reliable in coverage and very consistent, uh, very consistent as a downhill tackler, and he is a possibly a solid backup in the NFL, um, to say the least. Um, he can probably spot start for you sometimes, but he's got a smaller frame. And he might have some nickel uh, nickel corner appeal to him because of his smaller frame. But again, very reliable in coverage and a, and a very consistent downhill tackler. Now, I didn't write a lot down about their seventh-round picks. The Bills had two seventh-round picks. Pick number 225, Daryl Johnson, a defensive end, 6'6", six six, 253 pounds. And round seven is their second tight or The seventh round is their second tight end. Pick number 228, Tommy Sweeney. Uh, a guy, again, who's got some potential, but is really going to need some grooming and some time to potentially come out and be uh, a solid player in the NFL. Um, that's going to actually do it for this segment. Stick around for the next segment. I'm going to talk a little bit about um, some of the undrafted free agents. We got some pretty interesting stories to go along with, with those guys also. I'm also going to discuss a little bit about uh, my feelings about no UB Bulls being taken in the NFL draft. So stick around, and we'll discuss that in the next segment. Being able to draft Ed Oliver where they did. Now, in college, they said that he had a little bit of trouble getting to the quarterback. But that is because they said he was. All right, welcome back to segment number two of Sports Talk Buffalo. In this segment, we're going to talk about some of the undrafted free agent signings by the Bills. The Bills to my knowledge, have signed eight undrafted free agents to this point, and 14 have been invited to rookie the rookie minicamp that the Bills are going to hold. Some of the more notable uh, undrafted free agents for the Buffalo Bills are Iowa wide receiver Nick Easley, somebody who was said to be overlooked in college, and again, he was obviously overlooked in the NFL draft as he went undrafted. He is a five foot ten, two hundred and five pound receiver. In his senior year, he had fifty two receptions for four hundred and ninety four yards and five touchdowns. Now, I don't necessarily know where a guy like this is going to fit. I don't know how he's going to make the team. I thought we kind of already had a guy in the slot. Uh, in Isaiah McKenzie, I thought he actually played pretty well, but I guess it never really hurts to try to make any position on the team better in any way you can, and this is the Bills trying to find a diamond in the rough, so to speak. Uh, easily said of himself, quote, just a guy who can be consistent 
and reliable in the slot and move the chains, end quote. Again, you know, if you're looking for that Wes Welker, that Julian Edelman type player, um, by all means, try to find them. They're very, very valuable, more valuable now so than I believe they have ever been in the NFL before. Uh, another guy who was actually has a very, very interesting story is West Virginia wide receiver David Sills. I actually really like this signing the more and more I look into it. He was a third team All American. He's a six foot three, 211 pound wide receiver. Uh, in his sophomore year, or sophomore year, his junior year, he had 989, or wow, 980 yards and 18 touchdown receptions. And in his senior year, he had 986 yards and 15 touchdowns. So obviously, a guy who is very dangerous. If you can get him the ball anywhere near the red zone, uh, he's a threat to score. Uh, now, the, the story on Sills is actually very interesting. If you didn't know, he was a player who got a lot of national attention as he committed to USC at the age of 13. Yes, you heard that right. The age of 13, this kid committed to play quarterback at USC. Now, obviously, uh, with a coaching change, um, and things of, and an injury, Sills ended up decommitting, um, but he still wanted to play quarterback, and he went to West Virginia, where he was actually he actually ended up ended up getting beat out for the job as a wide receiver. The coach says, "Hey, why don't you have natural athletic ability? Why don't you try wide receiver? See how you like it." He plays wide receiver. But at that point, he's not quite ready to give up on his dream to be a quarterback. He transfers to El Camino Community College to play quarterback for one season. Unsuccessfully, I might add. Wow, my voice just cracked. Unsuccessfully, I might add. So the coach for West Virginia contacts him again. He goes back to West Virginia. And at this point is when he decides to give up being a quarterback full-time, and focus on being a wide receiver. As I said, this kid is incredibly athletic. His 40 time is pretty good. It's not a world beater, but for a guy of his size, I don't really think you're looking for him to be your big deep threat downfield. He has a 40 time that's fairly similar to a a Mike Evans type player. Uh, He ran a 4.57 a 40 time, which again is not terrible, but it's it's not going to be a world beater. This is the guy that can win contested catches as he's shown. Again, he had 15 touchdowns as a senior and 18 touchdowns as a junior. He will be a red zone threat provided he makes the team. This is a kid that I'm actually going to be really excited to watch in the preseason. And I really, really hope um, that he gets a shot to make this team. Some of the other notable free agents, uh, undrafted free agents that the Bills signed um, come out of UB. One of them was a UB product, Cam Lewis, a cornerback. I uh, had a very solid season. Uh, I don't know. I believe he was a four-year starter. Uh, I know he uh, definitely uh, was a contributor, contributor all four years for the UB Bulls. And this one is kind of surprising as he actually had... Uh, been touted as a potential day two pick in quarterback Tyree Jackson. I'm interested to see kind of where Tyree Jackson 
plays out. I with the Bills already having a quarterback in place in Josh Allen, a quarterback they they have said multiple times that they believe in, a guy that they believe is going to be the future of the Buffalo Bills. I kind of scratch my head a little bit as to why would you sign Tyree Jackson. But nevertheless, I watched him in college. I'm extraordinarily excited to watch him in preseason. I hope he gets a legitimate shot to win the backup role in Buffalo. And the reason why I, I like the pick or like the pickup is because Josh Allen and Tyree Jackson are very similar in the fact that both guys are big, both guys are strong, both guys have great arms, both guys have accuracy issues. The only difference between the two is Tyree Jackson is a lot more raw coming out of college than Josh Allen was. So, you know, I think we're being able to work with maybe a, a professional quarterbacks coach, Tyree Jackson. Tyree Jackson, I believe, has the potential to beat out the quarterbacks that the Bills already have here on the roster and Derek Anderson and Matt Barkley. I mean, guys that aren't really going to jump off the page on you. So again, I really do hope this kid gets a fair shake in Buffalo. I thought that there was some other places that he could have went to that he could potentially be given the reins as maybe a starter in year three or four in his career. Um, but past quarterbacks at this size have not been very successful in the NFL. And I think that's actually what scared teams away a lot. Um, again, kid is just, he's crazy athletic. He's six foot seven. He's 249 pounds. A lot of people think that maybe he should transition to being a tight end, but I don't think so. I think Tyree Jackson has all the skills to be able to be in a, uh, at, at very least, uh, you know, a good stopgap quarterback uh, in the NFL, a guy that can maybe start for you for a couple of seasons, win you some ball games, and and make some some really exciting plays. One of the guys I'm I'm kind of disappointed that the Bills did not sign, and I talked about it in segment one. I thought they they needed to bolster their wide receiver group, and I mean maybe they did with with you know the David Sills signing, but I'm actually kind of upset that the Bills didn't try to target Anthony Johnson, a guy who is almost as big as David Sills, obviously didn't play in a conference as big as Sills did, but, you know, he's six foot two, about 200, 200, 210 pounds, somewhere in that neighborhood, and a guy who ran a 4 5 40 time, not overly athletic, not, you know, overly shifty, not great in any one aspect, but very good in in most aspects of being a receiver. Um, I honestly think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, found themselves an absolute gem in Anthony Johnson, and I can't wait for him to start proving all these people wrong as to why he didn't get drafted. He was supposed to be a no-doubt, surefire, day-two pick, round two, round three, um pickup for any of these teams, and I'm really, really, really surprised that Anthony Johnson didn't get drafted at all. It actually blows my mind. It makes me a little upset um, that he didn't get drafted, especially since I, I watched him over the last two years in Buffalo be the most dynamic, prolific wide receiver to ever come through UB. Um, it also, in my opinion, it actually kind of hurts the, the UB program and guys wanting to come here because... When guys are supposed to get, you know, you want to get drafted. When you pick a college team, you pick a team that you think can get you into the NFL, okay? And when you have guys that are supposed to be drafted 
that go undrafted, I think that's kind of a knock against your program. I think it really does hurt the Bills and or the Bills, the Bulls, and and being able to recruit some guys in here. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. The they have a couple, a stable of fairly decent quarterbacks, I think, that are ready to kind of take the UB program into uh, the coming years here. So. That's kind of the wrap-up for the Bills and their NFL draft. Let me know what you think. Uh, go ahead and, and give me a, a comment on Twitter, Sports Talk Buffalo 716 Let me know your feelings. Um, again, I give the Bills, I, I, I would give the Bills an A- minus in this draft. I thought they did a really good job. Um, I thought that they signed some pretty decent uh, undrafted free agents. Um, so, you know, it makes me hopeful for the future that they can actually evaluate good talent and be able to make this team a perennial playoff team and a potential Super Bowl contender. With that, I would like to say thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week.